Hello, good morning everybody and welcome to this wonderful program from the New Wine Marriage School. And like we said, today going to be the um, matriculation or inauguration ceremony for this program that will run for three weeks. We once again want to apologize for certain situations beyond our control like we stated earlier on the platform so i want to welcome every one of you and i want to say the lord bless you the lord keep you and may he cause his face to continue to shine upon you in jesus name amen all right we are going to start off immediately and i trust that everybody blessed we'll not spend time like we initially planned we just want to welcome everybody um, today happened to be very busy for so many of us i got a lot of um, requests you know permission not to be in the platform so we decided to do a pre-recorded version of this program and um, so we can send to us download afterward and listen at our convenience and get ourselves prepared for this program okay now let us pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for your love and your mercy upon our lives you have kept us by your power you have preserved us we give you all the thanks we give you all the praise we know that you are here we know that you are doing marvelous things for us preparing us for what you have ordained for us your purpose and your plan for our lives father we thank you we give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus mighty name amen all right on behalf of uh, my co-director on this platform my name is mr elijah chukudi uh, and i'll be your host today I'd like to welcome you very specially to this special edition. Uh, even though it didn't go on as we planned, I know the devil has been fighting this program from the beginning. But I trust the Holy Spirit to bring to pass what he has proposed and planned in the name of Jesus. Now we're going to be having um, 16 modules um, in this program. And I'll, go, I'll be listing the system modules for us. Like I said, I'll still send us a copy of the Students Magazine, hopefully later today. Uh, so we can have a copy and glance through it. So we're going to be looking at one of the modules is Biblical Concept of Love. The second module, Self-Development Before Walking Down the Aisle about financial stability building skills the right knowledge and so on and then we're going to begin at understand the nature and purpose of marriage God's own perspective now the fourth is managing emotional in intimacy for singles preparing for marriage managing emotional intelligence for singles preparing for marriage the fifth understanding the principle of communication in marriage 
The sixth, handling conflicts in marital convictions. The seventh, uh, yeah. So, okay, the seventh, setting goals, visions, teamwork, and building a financial plan for your family and your marriage. Eight, resolving conflicts and understanding. Sorry, resolving conflict and understanding forgiveness in marriage. The next point or the next module is dealing with extended family and third party relationships in marriage. Talking about in laws, parents, siblings, cousins, and close friends. The next point is sex and romance in marriage. The next point health and personal hygiene for intending couples. The next point planning the wedding. What you need to do or know about planning the wedding. The next point things to discuss during courtship. Things to discuss during courtship. And 11 important things to do before getting married. Things to discuss during courtship. And 11 important things to do before getting married. The next point building and sustaining a viable spiritual atmosphere for your home building and sustaining a viable spiritual atmosphere for your home all right and then the next point is the pre-marriage exclusives and this has to do with the things every young lady should know and do before marriage and then the things the young men need to know and do before marriage so that'll be all for the modus and like we said we're going to be having um prayer one one hour prayer each saturday within these three weeks starting from next saturday and the focus like we said we praying for ourselves our children our spouses our marriage all right so that's is um the kind of guide for our, our program by the grace of god we have a couple of vessels or lecturers God has prepared to help us handle these modules or these courses. Uh, we actually want to make it flexible for everybody to participate and uh, considering our time schedule. Alright, so we'll be using uh, both the lecture materials and audio notes and the videos as well in some cases some of the audio some of the video to explain these courses and uh, we'll send them to us now before you graduate or you finish you're expected to answer and submit the assignment attached to each course the assignment attached to each course so those are the few things um, let to let us understand today uh, as we proceed it's so unfortunate that uh, a couple of our lecturers had lots of issues in fact uh, I, i'm not so bold to say this but one of our lecturers lost the baby the other one was at the verge of losing her baby because she was also really pregnant she had to call to Lots of issues happening around and I just said we'll continue. Alright, so today 
I want to welcome every one of us. What we are doing on this platform is not a child's play and it's not a joke. And I want you to be committed. It's expected you put in your best. Um, it may not be as sophisticated as maybe you thought or you, you, you may be thinking others or other platforms are. When God laid his body in our hearts, it was for a reason. He had a plan for so many persons. But God was still saying, this may not be for so many. So I wasn't too surprised when I saw the number of persons that came in. And then on the, mat- on the inaugurations, the number of persons that also you know, agreed to join. Um, I want to encourage every one of us to be part platform so once again you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome so today very briefly we're going to be handling the first uh, course the first course that we ought to handle on this platform very very briefly and then the first we're going to be looking at is understanding the nature and purpose of marriage understanding God's purpose for marriage Understanding God's purpose for marriage. The material for this will be sent to us this evening, but I want us to handle the first module this morning so that we can proceed uh, from now. Okay, now understanding from scriptures when God made man in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible said, God created man in our own image. God made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay, so in this account, we understand that God had an intention. He had an intention of doing one thing very, very paramount. That thing is to replicate his image, his nature upon the earth. Now, the first thing or the first purpose, we're going to be looking at four purposes. Yeah, four there about this morning on this module. And the first we're going to be looking at what did God have in his mind? The purpose of a thing is the intention, the reason, the why behind it. So why did God make marriage in the first place? Because marriage was God's idea. Marriage began with God. Marriage is God's own plan. Alright? So why did he make marriage in the first place? He made marriage to, number one, replicate his image here on earth. Are we together? To replicate his image. Okay, um, we also see that he made them in his image. When he made all the fowls of the air, he made all the fishes, he came to man and made man in his image. If you want to center on the Hebrew translation, the Hebrew translation. Of that reflects is mirror 
So God's first purpose for creating man and joining them in marriage was to mirror his image on it. And mirror talked about reflect, to reflect God, to magnify God, to exalt God, to glorify him. So when we look at marriage, the first thing that comes to mind in God's own perspective is that he wants a replication he wants a reflection of his own image upon the earth this union is the most important union upon the face of earth is the most important institution upon the face of earth more important than the church more important than government, more important than any other institution you can think about. Because it is the foundation for the church, it is the foundation for the society, it is the foundation for anything you can talk about. And that is why the devil fights anything that has to do with the institution of marriage. So, your marriage as you desire and prepare to get married you must understand that your marriage should reflect God's image to a world that desperately needs to see who Jesus is the world needs to see Jesus through your marriage they need to see how much or how God loves them by the way you love your spouse Now, this image was the first thing God used as a test for Adam. Remember the Bible said, He called Adam and brought forth the animals to see what He would call them. Okay, so He doing that, He didn't, he didn't mean that God did not know the names he was going to give the animals or he was short of names of course he gave the names of trees the oceans so he wasn't short of names it was a test of his alignment to God's image it was a test to his maturity level so the first thing as you desire and plan to settle down or think about marriage is my life have I personally as a person been aligned to God's image because when Adam called this animal good the Bible says that was the name thereof the scripture the interpretation of that you know sometimes we begin to say from that time that was the name Adam the animals began to be no God was not looking for names God was not looking for for somebody who will help him to create the world or assist him in creation. He brought them and he wanted to know if this was his true picture. Somebody he made in his image and his mind was aligned to Christ. So as he saw this, he knew this was what God would call this and he said this is good. And God says that was the name thereof. That was the name. This is Lion. That was the name. Meaning that was the original intention God had. Are we together? Alright, so 
as we desire to settle down, we must understand God's purpose. That He made man in His image and He wants to replicate this through the institution He has made. Through the institution He has made. The world needs to see Jesus through your life. first ask yourself and you cannot until you first of all already reflect that image because you know uh, I always tell people nothing really changes about you when you get married it is (laughs) who you are in the real sense that begins to manifest if you are not a serious believer before you got married (laughs) well at some point you would there'll be expected to be growth because Bible says two would put ten thousand to flight. But marriage does not make you born again. If you are not born again before and you it does not. So when you come together, you should understand that this is the plan. This is the purpose. Now the second God made marriage or God instituted marriage was to complete each other and to experience companionship. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, the Bible said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable to him or suitable for him. I will make him a, a right partner somebody meets somebody suitable somebody compatible remember god says he will make so in your quest or your search for compatibility you don't do it outside the discernment of god's spirit you don't do it outside god's leading because he said he will make this helper this person suitable for you So, God wants completeness. God wants companionship. Anything God said is not good is not good. But there's a clause here. It is not good for the man, the man to be a man. I was trying to, you know, ask myself, why is it not good for a man? That's, look at that translation. I, 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 I used to think it was generally, it's not good for a man to be. It says it is not good for the man. There was a specific man God was talking about here. So it is it was not good for this man who has been aligned to God's image to be alone. He says, I will make him. So the person God will make a suitable companion for is the person who God has helped in alignment. I trust the Holy Spirit to grant you understanding. Now, in, in, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians uh, 11 verse 11, Paul also you know, talked about this. And he says, However, in the Lord, there is neither man, a woman, or man. Alright? 
he was talking about a completeness, a companionship that God desires, God expects, God wants of a man. We're going to come back to that first Corinthians leader when we're talking about the other points. So the second purpose is to experience companionship. Friends, God's kingdom upon the earth desires people who will not just get married for fun, who will not just get married because they are of age, who will not just get married because it is the right thing to do at that time of their lives, who will not just get married because they feel they now have the money, but people who will get married understanding the purpose, understanding the reason for marriage. So God established this institution for these persons to complete each other. Now, there could be deficiencies on one side or one person. That deficiency is complete in the other person. God is a perfect matchmaker. So, when he brings two persons together, he doesn't bring two perfect people most of the time. In fact, you are not perfect. No one is. But he brings two people who can be aligned, who can be fit in together into one single unit. It's like two components of a unit. When assembled, becomes one. They begin to resonate together. They begin to reason together. They begin to align themselves together. They begin to work together. They begin to think like they work together as a single entity. That is the desire. That is the plan of God. Unity is one major thing God always desires and expects. Because he himself is the founder of unity. He says, let us make man. He, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. So, there's, there's always alignment of spirit. Even, most times, even before the uh, wedding takes place, there's alignment of spirit. You discover that there is always reasoning of, you know, reasoning alike. There is always, you know, people, they think alike. I use myself as a case study. Before we got married, I could, I could tell what she wants. What my wife wants I could reason in fact if she wasn't with me and she wants to call me I would know sometimes I will now call her and she'll be like how did you do I want to call you that's alignment of spirit I could I could you know commu- communicate with her with my spirit without saying words I could speak things to her spirit through my own spirit I could speak to our spirit man without speaking to her directly we could be in a place that we want to communicate and there's there's no there's no feasibility and I just close my eyes and I mutter something in my spirit she understands it 
is the two components that works as a single entity so god intended that there will be completeness of each other now the reason you need to understand this is that you need to begin to prepare yourself to understand that as you are desiring a blissful and wonderful marriage you need to grow spiritually it's one of the causes we are going to talk about you need to understand marriage is more spiritual than physical i see a lot of persons saying marriage is 70 percent physical 30 percent spiritual they have their own points but to me even sex is a spiritual thing yes because it has more spiritual implications than the physical when the bible says he that is joined to the lord is one body kadosh he that is joined to the to an harlot has also become one body with her. That means, even in the realm of the spirit, God desires this, you know, this spiritual intercourse with Him, like with Him and the Lord. The word intercourse is first spiritual than it is physical. In the Bible, says, He that is joined to the Lord is one body. That means. There is a spirit-to-spirit interaction, spirit-to-spirit connection. In one of my books, uh, uh, talked about the dangers of premarital sex. I, I, I explained that a lot on that ground. Maybe I'll, I'll send it to us as part of what we need to read and prepare for. Okay, so it is more spiritual than physical. And I want you to take it in that sense. The spiritual atmosphere of your home is very much important, more than the money available, more than, because it is what determines every other thing. So, completeness is what we're talking about. Completeness, completing each other. The two components that makes a single entity. Remember, when God made him, made Adam. <laughs> Look at that scripture again. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It says, In the image of God, he created him. So in the recent, it's like he created one person. And inside that one person was resident the male and the female. So, when God took the rib from man and made the woman, he took that part that was meant to be the female to make the woman. So, when these two persons are joined together, they are those two components that made that single entity that God made in the beginning. He created him. Look at your Bible. He created him, one person. Are we together? Alright, so that completeness is God's desire. Let's move on. The third purpose is to multiply a godly legacy and establish God's kingdom on the earth. Someone used to say, when God threw Adam 
sorry the devil down from heaven after he disobeyed with his uh, the host of his angels something happened and that was God alright so when God threw the devil down he came to the earth and saw Adam and the first exclamation he made from that person's description was like ah, I thought God is in heaven is God also here do you understand that when Adam was made he was made in God's image he was God with flesh he was God upon the earth so the devil sought for a way to strip Adam of his God nature so that he could dominate the earth so after he did that he thought he had succeeded but God had a plan so this is one of the most important purposes for marriage friends if you get married and you conceive and bring forth offspring upon the earth it is one of your core responsibilities to raise them as lively stones to raise them as people who represent heaven you are giving birth to them in sinful nature yes nobody is born again from birth we all carry this nature this devilish and flesh nature but you have a tax you have a duty to ensure that they are formed they are formed in the image of God in Galatians chapter 10 in verse 1 Paul was saying my little children of whom I travail in beds until now that Christ may be formed in them so Paul was as someone who was to give birth the pains of travail of birth and he was doing so that Christ be formed in these people God expects that this reflection of his image we carry or we are is also extended to our seeds we, 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 we give birth to godly seeds and this takes work this takes understanding so as you are preparing to get married don't just see yourself like someone oh okay I'll train them to school you, you need to begin to pray for them see before I got married years ago God gave me this revelation of interceding for my children and the names we are given long ago you must have heard in some of my books I dedicate my books to David Dewey and Deborah 
or Zendaya and Zuri. These are people God has committed to my hands and I started praying for them even before they are born. I call them by name and I call forth what I desire in them. So it is not just about giving birth, it's about betting them in God's image. Remember I said, when they are born, yes, they are seen as they are born with that nature of sin. But as they grow, you provide them that platform. You provide them that fatherly or motherly, you know, growth environment. And they begin to fit in. They begin to fit into God's image. They begin to fit into God's plan. Alright? So, a line of godly descendants is what God desires. Children who will carry a reflection of God's character to the next generation. Your plans for children may still be in the future. But if He gives you a child, you will be in for an amazing adventure. God's original plan for the home is to be like a greenhouse, like a nurturing place where children will grow up in, you know, to learn character, values, and integrity. So many couples today, you know, they don't seem to raise children with this sense of mission and direction. They don't see themselves as people who are sent, people who this mission have been committed to their hands. They don't see this sense of impacting to them the importance of living a spiritual legacy, of changed lives. This is one of the major assignments God has given to you. Your own major assignment is to impart a sense of destiny, a spiritual mission to your children. Your responsibility as a couple is to make your home a place where your children learn what it means to love and obey God. Your home should be a training center to equip your children to look at the needs of people and the world through the eyes of Jesus. So if Christ is formed in them they begin to look at the world they live in in god's own perspective all right if your children do not embrace this spiritual mission as they grow they'll begin to live their entire lives without experiencing the privilege god has given them you know of being progenitors being people who carry the next generation under God. So your marriage is far more important than you have ever imagined because it affects God's reputation on this planet Earth. That is why it's essential for you to set Jesus apart as the builder of your home. Alright? You need to set Jesus apart as the builder of your home. Of Abraham, the Bible said, I know him. For he will command his children and his generation after me. God says, I know him. He will command his children. He will command his generation after me. Can God say that about you? 
So these four purposes or these three purposes are key, very, very key to building a life or a marriage that will glorify God. The fourth one, before I round off, is that God wants to multiply the his you know the human family with righteous offspring righteous offspring he wants righteousness to be established it's similar to what we have uh, talked about and the third purpose so if this is god's plan what preparation are you making with respect to your own self what what aspect of preparation are you doing for yourself preparing yourself to become a progenitor of a godly generation God intends to use marriage to show forth the relationship he has with the church the relationship he has with the church that was the final point to typify Christ and the church so marriage is to be the human object lesson of the divine relationship between Christ and believers you can see that in Ephesians chapter 5 31 to 33 so as Christ loved the church <laughs> we'll discuss that in the biblical concept of love but let me just scratch it a little the bible says the man ought to love his wife as christ loved or loves the church and gave himself for her the more i look at that scripture the more i cry can i love my wife as christ loves the church as jesus loves me that I will make mistake all the time and still return to him and say, Father, have mercy. That I will do the same thing repeatedly and God is not keeping record and say, ah, you did it yesterday and you are doing it again. Yesterday, I went to a family and the wife apologized. Only uh, I'm sorry. The man just looked at her and said, ah, yeah, sorry. Like you will not do it again. You know, it, it just showed me that he, he, to him he had been keeping record and you did it yesterday you did, but the Bible says love does not keep record of wrongs look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and look at the attribute of love so if we are to love our wives as Christ loves the church it behooves on us to understand the nature of God and cry to God to help our lives because only Christ can love that way only a man that is helped by Christ can love that way only a man that has the nature of Christ in him that can love that way but that is exactly the same way God is saying we should love our spouse so he wants to use this marriage as a typical you know blueprint or a template to show the world 
how much he loves the church how much he loves them friends as we prepare ourselves understand that marriage is beyond coming together to have sex marriage is beyond coming together because you of age marriage is beyond coming together because you want to avoid fornication marriage is beyond coming together because you want to avoid you know committing sin marriage does not stop lusts marriage does not stop fornication it only in fact it magnifies it remember i said most times nothing really changes about you it is who you are that is magnified in the marriage so today the question i'd like to ask you before we round off this session how prepared are you platforms like this is to prepare your mind you need to read you need to equip yourself with everything that it takes it is a lifelong institution you cannot one day decide to say i'm not going to be part of this anymore i'm done divorce is not part of god's plan even though it is rampant never part of god's plan at all god said i hate divorce so marriage requires sacrifice marriage requires commitment marriage requires sacrifice there's a lot of you need to cut off you know a lot of relationships that may not be pleasing or may not glorify god or pleasing to your spouse is you need commitment selflessness cooperation faithfulness generosity and so now i'd like to just point out three reasons why the devil attacks the marriage number one because it looks like god and anything god has made the devil attacks it anything that typifies this image remember i said in the beginning or during the course of this uh, session that when when Adam was made and the devil was thrown down from heaven he came and saw Adam (laughs) in the words of that man that said he said is God still here I thought I left God in heaven I was thrown down to take over this place so he did all he could to strip man of his God nature so why the devil attacks marriages is because he looks like God so he is trying to do the same thing he did to Adam to marriages to strip the marriage of the nature of God that he ought to carry number two because it makes people act like God marriage in this in its original sense makes people to act like God remember I said only a life helped by Christ can love his spouse the way Christ loves the church so that means this person is already behaving like God is acting like God 
the devil attacks such marriage because these people they look like God ah, this is heaven on earth the third point is that he wants to break the genealogy of a godly generation I forgot to mention that God intends to establish his kingdom upon the earth through marriage that's godly seed he intends to establish his kingdom he intends to establish his purpose and his plan the kingdom of God upon the earth is seen through the lives of men so when we have people who are living their lives like God who understand their nature their identity who they are God's kingdom is established remember Jesus was talking to the disciples and he says the kingdom of God is within you there's a place we are going to be which is God's kingdom in heaven but you only you're only translated to continue living in that place once you are already part of the kingdom here on earth so God that's why we say in the last prayer the kingdom come as it is in heaven so it is on earth so God intends to establish his kingdom godly offspring our generation needs offsprings who will come in the likeness of Jesus who will grow in the likeness of Jesus and as small or as little as they are as they grow up they are terrorists to the kingdom of darkness they begin to terrorize they begin to harvest souls in their schools they begin to harvest souls that they are torn to sickles of harvest to begin to turn their environment around there are a few of them upon the earth currently but god wants more god wants more that is the desire of god so as you you think about settling down as you think about this beautiful lady this handsome man that has everything you desire do not forget that if your both reasons for getting married is not aligned to God's purpose in these four things or five things I've mentioned there will be a big catastrophe because each person is or will be doing his own things his own way not minding the reason God made or established this purpose this institution he formed it he started it he began it so if your marriage does not fit into god's plan it's a disappointment to heaven i like to pray with us and trust that god himself will raise up raise you up as a man or a woman who will not just see himself or herself as a mere person but someone who is an extension of the hands and the legs of God on the earth who is also an extension of God's mandate of creation he created man in his image he wants to extend this creation through birth through the marriage he has established 
he wants to extend this creation of man in his image through you i pray for you today the lord will release upon you divine understanding beyond what has been said in this session god will release upon your spirit god will release upon you grace to understand more god will release upon you divine insight to understand his plan and his purpose and help you to fit into it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm going to the assignment for this module will be attached to the um, the document that will be sent to us for this module. There will be more. I didn't want to make this too lengthy. So as we study the guide, the, the module, we'll understand better. Our next session will be on Monday. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Please ask your questions. Send your questions on the platform or privately to me. And I trust that we'll answer them at the grace of God. The assignments are very important. We want to see how you are following, how you are participating in this. And we want to pray for you continuously under God. Even after your marriage, it is our desire. That's why we don't want so many persons. God has given us this money. And I am my wife and every other partners with us, we are praying for you. We have your names, we have your details, we are praying for you. For your marriage, for your relationship. I pray for you. You will make the right choice. You will do the right thing. God bless you. Father, thank you for this session. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for helping us. We pray for deeper understanding. Thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.